It's good to be with you as we celebrate this 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time. And as I said, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Omaha. I'm here this weekend, and I was in Imogene as well, to share a little bit about this awesome treasure. The greatest treasure on the face of the earth is here in the tabernacle. Jesus, truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. I kind of like to think of every Catholic church, um, if you have internet service at home or wireless internet service, or we our phones have white wireless service, if you think of this as a hot spot, you know what a hot spot is? A hot spot is where you can get close to that spot and you can connect Wi-Fi. You can connect wirelessly with your phone, your, your, your computer, your iPad, whatever you got. You can connect to the hot spot. You know, if you go to a restaurant, sometimes they have them, or a coffee shop, or a, a hotel, or whatever, they have the wireless service. But you have to be close enough to connect to that hot spot. We are all around the city here, and everywhere where there's a Catholic church, Jesus is truly present in the tabernacle. That's why when you come into the church, what do we do? We're supposed to genuflect. When you're in the presence of royalty, you bow or you genuflect. It's a sign of acknowledgement of someone that is special, someone that is great. You know, if you're in the presence of the king or queen of England or someone special, you show a sense of reverence, a sense of respect. So when we come into the church, we are before Christ Jesus in the tabernacle here. He's truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. As I said at the beginning of Mass, it's not just a symbol. The bread doesn't remain bread once it's blessed by the priest. The priest, who I am, is Jesus. Jesus, through me and every priest, through Father Tom, through every priest throughout the world, continues to give to His people His precious body, blood, soul, and divinity. He continues to feed His flock with Himself. And the question is, is, When someone gives to you such an amazing gift, what is your response? Thank you. A heartfelt thank you. The word Eucharist in Greek, Eucharistia, means thank you. Worshiping God is not how much of God I get. Worship is how much God gets of you. God already gives 100% of Himself to you and I daily, 100% of the time of the day. We, as human beings, have a free will. We have an intellect to think and a will to choose. So we think and we choose. Unlike the animals who move more with instinct, we with an, an intellect and a will can choose what we see before us. If I see a piece of chocolate or an apple, I have a choice to make, right? I could choose the apple or I could choose the chocolate. So our minds need to be enlightened so that we can make good choices. The Holy Spirit today is inviting you to open your minds and hearts to the light of truth which for 2,000 years the Catholic Church has taught. Empires have risen and fallen. And the church remains an institution that 
continues for over 2,000 years. And in this church, which you and I are a part of, the Catholic Church, we believe and we've taught consistently this teaching has never changed. This teaching that Jesus is truly present in the most blessed sacrament of the altar. So in a bit, Jesus will not only be present in the tabernacle, but because of the gift of the priesthood, Christ continues to bring Himself down from heaven to earth onto the altar. And you will come forward to receive God. As I said, worship isn't how much of God we get, it's how much God gets of us. So how much of yourself will you give? How much of you will you give to the Lord? How much will you spend on the Lord? How much will you invest into the Lord? And so, you know, I'd like you to think about taking time to spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Here at this church, every, is it Thursday you said? Thursday and Friday or just Thursday? Okay, every Thursday here for 24 hours, on the altar, there is a large, it's, it's, it's a metal thing we call a monstrance. It's placed right here on the altar. It's a monstrance. The word monstrance comes from the word demonstrate. Christ wants to demonstrate His love to you. So we put this beautiful metal gold monstrance here on the altar. And we take Jesus out of the tabernacle, place Him in the monstrance. And people come on Thursdays to sit or kneel in the pews to place themselves before Jesus. To give Jesus some access to the heart. To, if you will, connect. Just like you connect your phone to the hotspot. You come here to connect. We long to connect with someone. This is why we long to belong to a community. You know, we suffer like, I, wanna, I want people to like me. I want people to love me. We want to connect. We're created to connect. We're created for communion. That's why you're going to receive Holy Communion. But every Thursday, we put Jesus on the altar here. And people around the city are welcome to come into the church to spend an hour with our Lord. To spend time with Jesus. And so I'd like you to think about the possibility of giving God more of yourself. This is an investment you can't pass up. This investment, you, the, re, the return you'll get on this investment will be out of this world. The fringe benefits of this is out of this world. You will experience peace like you've never had before. A lot of times, you know, we go here, we go there. We're running all over all week long. Every one of you have your life and your schedule. You're busy. We run everywhere all week long. And often we're looking for a, an oasis. We're looking for a place to stop and rest and drink. A place for peace. You can come here on Thursdays. Let it be the day where you, if you will, reconnect with the One who created you, the One who wants to fill you with love, the One who wants to send you out into the world with a peace the world can't give. If my peace is dependent upon my health, what happens when my health goes? My peace goes. If my peace is dependent upon my job and my finances, what happens when I lose my job and my finances? I lose my peace. If my peace is dependent on whether 
I make the football team or the basketball team or whether I get a good grade or a bad grade or, or I'm always afraid of whether this person's going to like me or that person's going to like me or if my peace is dependent on my relationships. When all of those things fall out, I lose my peace. Jesus says, I come to give you peace that the world cannot give. Everything that you see is passing away at this very moment, including you and I. We are all in the process of dying. It's not a happy thought. But we do know this. There's one thing that never changes, that never passes away, that never ends. It's the love of Jesus Christ. It's God's love. So if I anchor my peace in Him, I'll keep it. Because He doesn't disappear. He doesn't change. He never goes away. Everything else does. Including my spouse. Including my children. When a loved one dies, we lose peace often because we've we've maybe anchored too much of our peace in that person. God is the only one that will never, never give up on us. Never stop loving us. So come on Thursdays. Take time to pray. Sit in the pews. I'd like you to think of this church as a huge um, treatment center. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Hi, my name's Michael. I'm an alcoholic. We all can come in here and say, Hi, my name is... You need to give your name and say, I'm a sinner. And I need to be recharged with God's love. Think of this church like a big battery charger. We're all a bunch of batteries. We have energy. We go out and we spend it. But if you don't recharge the battery, it's useless. It has no meaning. You just throw it away. But we're not throwaways. We're meant to be recharged. But God's given us this church, your church, so that you can come in here, sit in the pew, if you will, dock yourself in the pew, and Jesus starts to recharge you with peace, with love, with joy, with patience, with kindness, with gentleness, with self-control. You begin to change. You begin to discover the treasure. The treasure that you won't find anywhere else. And so, how do we know He's there? How do we know that that bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ? How do we know it? Well, one, for 2,000 years we've done it, and we've been here. What you're doing today, what we're doing here, this has been going on for 2,000 years. There ain't too many, I don't know of any real, (laughs) I don't know of any real institutions or or places that keep lasting, <laughs> that keep going like the church is gone. You're a part of something special. The whole church universal right now, there's Catholics all over the world celebrating the Mass. You're celebrating the Mass. You're entering into Jesus' love. So, how do we know He's there? Well, one, He said so. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. Do this in memory of me. Does God exist? Yes, He exists. Even the pagan, even the unbeliever, even the people that don't believe in God, they still give testimony that God exists because they're always looking for a God. Everybody's looking for a God. Sometimes it's our TV. Sometimes it's our car. Sometimes it's our video game. Sometimes it's the football game. You know, I, went to, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to Penn State. So I have a hard time in Nebraska, right? 
I went to Penn State, you know, I, that's where I went to college, that's where I found my call to be a priest. So it's like, you know, bottom line though is we all seek for a God. You know the song, um, looking for love in all the wrong places, you know that song? That song's, I don't know if John Denver's Catholic, but it's, he's, he's got it. Looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces. There's one face that can love you like you want to be loved. It's the face of Jesus. No one else will satisfy you. You will spend your life running all over creation looking for love, looking for peace, looking for joy. And guess what? When you find it out there, it's temporary. It's going to fade. When you find it here, it's forever. So why waste our energy trying to invest in all these things out here to find peace that isn't out there. The world can only give you a temporary fix. Jesus gives an eternal fix. You were created to give yourselves to Him. And you will not rest until you, in your mind, your intellect, accept that and in your will, choose it. And how do we give ourselves to Jesus? Mass, prayer, adoration, confession, but I'd like to talk to you just as I am now about this particular way. You give Christ yourself through Thursday adoration times. So in your pews, I think there's a few sheets there where look, you can sign your name and you could put your phone number. And there's also times, I think, where you can look at possibly signing up on a Thursday. Now, some of you are like, I don't have an hour to give. I would say, yes, you do. You just need to prioritize your time and look at your time. If you invest in this, you're going to have more time to do what you need to do out there. Mother Teresa prayed more than any of us in here and got more done than any of us in here. It's not a matter of, I don't have time. We all have time. You know, they do it 24 hours. I bet you have time at 3 in the morning. (laughs) I bet you got time at 2 in the morning. I bet you got time at 1 in the morning. I bet you got time at 4 or 5. There's time. And you might think, well, I need my sleep. God will replace your sleep. He'll make up for it. You know, there's times I got up at 12, midnight, 1 o'clock, went and did my adoration hour, went back to bed at 3. I was more rested and more energized the next day than I was when I slept the whole night. How do you explain that? God. Grace. Don't limit His power in your life. In your mind, you're probably thinking, I can't do this. I can't give another hour. I don't have another hour. Or I don't believe it's going to work for me. Or I don't think it's going to really help me. I come to Mass. I pray. It don't seem to be doing much more. I challenge you to step outside that. I'm wearing a collar today because Jesus changed my life. And how did He change my life? When I was at Penn State, was in the Adoration Chapel, And there was a young man that was praying. And I didn't know much about prayer. I didn't know much about the Lord. I was just there because some priest invited me there because I was in the gym working out. He saw my scapular. He said, hey, why don't you come to the chapel to meet the students and come to Mass? So I went to Mass. And then I met all these college students on a Friday night are going to pray. I was like, what's wrong with these kids? I mean, a Friday night you're praying, wouldn't you be at this party or that party or hanging out here and there? But I started to see that they had something that I didn't have, and I wanted it. 
I was jealous of that. I wanted what they had. And so I started spending time with them. And what did they do? I learned by example. What did they do? They went to Mass. They went to confession. And they prayed before the Blessed Sacrament. And they all had a deep love for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Love Mary, go to Mass, confession, and sit with Jesus in the, in the Blessed Sacrament on Thursdays here. Or anytime you can come into the church, but we're asking specifically for Thursdays. So I was at Penn State. I'm in the chapel. There's this man. He's kneeling Two hours he's kneeling and praying. And I'm competitive. I play baseball. So I'm like, I'm going to beat this guy out. So I'm like, he did two hours. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to do two hours. So I kneel in the other kneeler. And I'm praying there. You know, I, again, I don't know much about prayer. I'm praying my rosary a little. And this, this guy's not getting up. And I'm like, God, please make him get up. <laughs> please make him get up. Please make... My knees were killing me. But the point is, when I chose to stay there, when I didn't feel like coming and I still stayed there, I still prayed even though I didn't feel like it, I stayed there. And you know what happened? I started tasting God in a way I never did before. I started experiencing peace that I never had before. You know, like if I tasted chocolate, let's say none of you tasted chocolate and I did. And I told you all about chocolate. Well, you'd probably start wanting to taste it, right? You're like, well, I'd, where do you find it? I want to get some of that chocolate. Where do I find chocolate? Where I find, let's say you never had ice cream and I talk about ice cream. And you're like, I want some ice cream. Where do you find it, Father? Well, I'm talking about something better than chocolate, better than ice cream. I'm talking about Jesus. And when you start to come into adoration, Jesus starts to give you His love, His grace, His sweetness, His presence. And you start to find something that you were looking for your whole life and you didn't even know you were looking for it. Our hearts, again, we ache for God. We ache for love. You know, the young people in the church here, you long for Him. We long for God. So how is, do we know He's there? Our hearts tell us He's there. Because if we're not in here giving ourselves to Him, we're giving ourselves to someone or something out in the world all the time. We're always trying to find somebody or something or someone or some job or some sport that we can find happiness, peace, and joy. And bottom line, all that stuff's not bad, but it's not going to give you what only God can give you. So we can save ourselves a lot of headache, a lot of heartache, a lot of pain if we would just get it, got it good. Come into Mass, come into Chapel, Adoration, Thursdays, 24 hours, you pick your hour, you come in here and sit with God, and I guarantee you, if you do that, you're going to start to experience the Lord and happiness. You'll have peace and joy. So that's what I did in the Adoration Chapel at college. I knelt there for two hours, I started tasting it, then I wanted more. Taste ice cream, chocolate, unless you don't like it, but I'm sure everyone in here can find a place for ice cream and chocolate, right? Once you taste it, you want more. I started getting addicted to Jesus. The only healthy addiction is Jesus Christ. So I got more and more addicted to Christ. And obviously something happened to me because I'm wearing a collar now. <laughs> I started hearing Him. He's real. He talks. Did you know that? God talks. And He started... One day I was in the chapel praying... And he said to me, I was just quiet. I had, I had my eyes closed praying, just praying for the blessed sacrament, Jesus. 
And I opened my... The Lord told me, He said, Michael, open your eyes. Michael, open your eyes. So I opened my eyes, looked at my hands. I saw myself like I never saw myself before. Might sound weird, but I started to realize that I came from God. And I'm here to give God. And the Lord told me, one day I'll use your hands to bring me down onto the altar to feed my people. One day I'll use your hands to anoint the sick and dying. One day I will use your hands to absolve sin in my name. My mom and dad gave me these hands so that I could give you Jesus. He's here as a prisoner of love. You can drive by the church all the time. But next time you drive by, pull in the parking lot. Give Him five minutes. Take it and try it. Don't rely just on your understanding. Open your mind and heart to the great mystery of our faith that He's here. Truly here. I'd be a nut to be a priest if He wasn't here. And He's crazy if He's telling us that He's really here, but He's not here. For 2,000 years, folks, this has been going on. Empires have risen and fallen, and our Jesus is still here. Name one human institution that can do that. Not one. Divine. This is divine. God's keeping the church going. And so, I'm inviting you to take some time to take a risk, to make an investment in yourself, in God, and to give Him that little bit of time on Thursday. And if you're not sure maybe what time you can give or what, still fill out the form. Put your name and your phone number so the Adoration Committee can at least call you and talk to you about what you're able to offer back to God for what He's given to you. And again, you give that hour, you'll get a hundredfold back. I'm telling you this, but you have to make the choice to believe it. If, if I told you, hey, I got a great stock right here. If you invest in this, you're going to make it. You're going to be good. You're all like, eh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't really trust you. I'm asking you to trust not me, but trust Jesus. Make the investment. And watch the return on your investment go up. God has a great, great plan for you. He wants to use you to bring others to this oasis of peace. So again, I just want to thank you all for the opportunity to be here. I know I'm probably preaching longer than Father usually does. But praise God, I get one shot at it. So I just wanted to say, you know, thank you. In the name of Christ, I love you. As a priest, I love being a priest and I will pray for you in your parish community at the Masses I celebrate. And as we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, I want you to think about who you're receiving when you come up. And I want you all, when you go back to your pew after communion, to personally give yourself to Christ. Jesus, I personally give my life to you. And if you want to learn a little more about Jesus in the Eucharist, I have a website. It's called WeddingFeastOfTheLamb.com All one word, no spaces. WeddingFeastOfTheLamb.com This is God's wedding. WeddingFeastOfTheLamb.com On that 
website, I have a one-hour video where science tests our faith. Science has tested our faith throughout the ages. There have been miracles where that bread and wine, in a few moments, when the bread and wine are transformed into the body and blood of Christ through the priesthood, through Jesus' power, the host has bled. There are studies throughout the centuries. And one just happened a month ago in Mexico City. And the church is examining it now. The host turned its blood. There's heart tissue. Forensic scientists examine these. It's heart tissue. So our science has proved and tested what we believe to be true. And it's, again, you can watch the video. It'll really build your faith up. It really changed me even as a priest my love for Jesus and the Eucharist. So again, WeddingFeastOfTheLamb.com. Watch that video and share that video with friends and family. Maybe people that don't come to church or left the church. You're, we got to get close to the hot spot. We got to get close to the place so we can connect with Him. And Jesus can stream, live stream love into our hearts. Right? We all got viruses. Just like a computer gets a virus, we get a virus. We need to download and have Jesus do some virus scanning so He can lock those virus in a vault so they don't affect us in the way we live our lives. So you come into this church, Jesus is going to stream love into you. He's going to do virus skin. He's going to lock those viruses up. He's going to bring freedom and peace so that you run right. Right? If a computer is full of viruses, it don't run right. God wants you to run right. He wants you to smooth in your running and flowing in the Spirit. But that requires you giving Him some time again so He can do that for you. Because we can't help ourselves. Self-help doesn't work because it's hard to help yourself. <laughs> it just doesn't work. We're created for our Savior. So again, thank you so much for being at Mass this morning. It means the world to our God. So let's stand now and, and pray our creed together.